0: Hey guys, it's Mar, we are back, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Messy Truths Podcast.
1: I am recording live and direct from Montreal. Yo, 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 it's your favorite middle child, this is Nisha, not recording from Canada, recording from London, England, Great Britain, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the homes of whoever was there before that's what it is and going across the pond now to our girl in nyc
2: i'm just gonna call you international niche from now on (laughs) jet setting niche i don't know i gotta come up with something something hashtag or or whatever Yep, this is Azar reporting live from New York City. And I'm so happy to be back, like, because I was wondering if we're going to have another three to six months, but wow. I'm happy we're here. I saw a lot of shade from across that pond. I was, I was not shade. throwing shade. I was just, ha- I'm expressing gratitude, baby. That's all that is. A little bit of grat- oh gratitude. Oh my God. Listen. Do you
0: guys remember that? that kids game show back in the day it used to be where in the world is carmen san diego oh yeah yes. i remember that show yes. I, always, I always think of nisha when i when i yep. uh, i think of that yep. show when i when i think of nisha
1: listeners yeah. this is the truth i um i like to be i like to travel i like to see the wonders of the world it's a big thing for me actually a big part of my personality been going strong exactly 30 years now. I started traveling when I was about 15. And now I travel and get to do social justice. So it's a win-win. That. I'm actually awesome. here doing some work with that. Uh, looking at, oh my God, our world is in so much trouble. The world is messy. That's a messy truth. But I'm um, looking, <laughs> doing some work with uh, Sudanese refugees. Uh, Chad, Haiti, doing some work. So that's what I'm doing. But I'm also in my favorite city in the whole wide world. So shout out to the UK. I love London. I'm here. Yeah. So no work life balance.
0: Say hello to Skepta. Skepta. Uh, What do you mean? I saw
1: Stormzy live. Ah, Stormzy was oh my god. Shout out to Stormzy. I love the new track, the toxic track. I was yeah, we can't talk about it on the air. I was <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. As Nisha mentioned, our show today is on the subject of work-life balance. And it is a very, very complex issue. I know that I have struggled with this in the past. I'm sure you ladies have as well. So let's get into it. Work-life balance. What exactly is it? <laughs> Do I'm we sure know? Azar
2: has a definition for us? I actually don't have a definition. I just have different standards across the world for us to reference just because I want to kind <laughs> of compare. So you the research. <laughs> I have a little something that I would like to compare. What you know, what we experience, you guys in Canada, myself mm-hmm. in the United States, and and how that but before we get into that, let's talk about our own individual experiences with work life balance and what you know what we like to consider work-life balance because I do think it's very subjective, right? Like I think that some people, like the other day I was having a conversation with somebody and they told me, I don't like the term work-life balance because work is a part of my life and that's part of, like, I don't see it as different. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fair enough. Right. For me, work-life balance, and I've been stressing this terminology a lot ever since I had kids is that is specifically that mm. is the ability to be able to manage my life outside of work, to have time to manage a schedule that is not a work schedule that relates to my kids' education, their extracurricular activities, um, social events, family events, without like, holy stress, the world is on fire. Um, and without penalty, if you will, without punishment. So Mm -hmm. when I look at work-life balance, I look at being able to maintain a career. Obviously there's a sacrifice, but without that sacrifice being too great around family structure and family life.
1: I think you bring up a really good point because I'm going to tell you, each of us are in different versions of work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, I under no sir, I do not pretend to understand people with children and their desire for work-life balance because he, little humans, ai, 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 little humans, they think the world revolves around little humans. So mm-hmm. I have two godchildren here in London. I love them to bits, but I watch them run their mother ragged and they're twins mm-hmm. and they're seven. And I'm like, when does my friend have time for herself? Right. Because mm-hmm. so I don't pretend to understand how you navigate Oz work-life balance with the three kids and your little Dr. Doolittle that you got clinic going on in your house. <laughs> I do not pretend. Because I, Lisha, no matter how long I work, and listeners, you'll be amazed. I always manage to get at least two hours of television in every night, every
2: hey. night. Every Who night. knew? Wow. Two hours. So here's, amount you know, of time. Wow. I have, I have self-care, a, baby. whichever, whichever way self care. I have
1: a superpower, which is time management. I make very highly, I live by a schedule and I schedule in and I'm fiercely protective of my downtime, fiercely protective. And if you, if you have a problem with it, suck it up buttercup. I don't give a shit. I'm fiercely protective of it. I, I, yeah, no, I have a every day between three Oh five when I'm finished work at school and I come home, I watch TV till five o'clock and I might have other work to do when my husband comes home, all the work ends. I'm fiercely fiercely, fiercely competitive with my time. And I regularly schedule massages, gym time, but I also Mm -hmm. don't have four humans, little humans looking Mm -hmm. for me, right? The only human I have to look after is my husband. So Mm -hmm. that's why I work probably 18 hour days, but I, I'm fiercely protective, fiercely protective of my time. So I give my hat off to you, Oz, because I couldn't do what you do. And I'm being honest.
0: I think it makes sense that you invest a lot of time in self-care, because if you're working 18 hours a day, you need to recharge in order to give yourself to those hours, right?
1: Maybe 16 hours, to be fair, because I sleep seven. Oh, man, you're good. You're really good. Oh, seven hours (laughs) is great.
0: Seven hours of sleep is great. Oh,
2: Magic.
0: It's a dream. You magic.
2: Your kids are old, Oz. They're not what? sleeping. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you come and spend a week? What here? about you, Mar? Are you not sleeping seven hours? Oh,
0: Mar suffers from I uh, have well, I have insomnia <laughs> problems, so oh. seven hours is 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 like a, a luxury for me. Um yeah. and it's funny because when the sleep is off, then it actually affects my day and it just I'm messes so me up completely
1: and it, it, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And, but it's that's how I learned. That's how I learned to be protective of myself because anything less than six and a half, which is what I'm currently getting because I'm my extracurricular activities at night in London, <laughs> um, <laughs> my stomach actually gets really upset and my stomach yeah. will not take food. It, it gets upset. It reacts. So I'm like, that shit's not worth it. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not it's not worth it. So on a regular September to June schedule, I go to bed at 10 30. And my husband looks at me. Oh, we haven't spent time together. Sorry. I'm going to bed. I wake <laughs> up at five. I work out, I get shower. I'm up at six. I got to do my calls. I'm on the bike at no, 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 no. Ten thirty. No. Love you. You want to do whatever you want to do, do it before 10 30. 10 30 is a hard stop for me bedtime I love this
2: about her I want to be like her seriously Mm -hmm. in terms of like I want to be like you because there is this these boundaries that are so set for yourself and I love that you put yourself first that you put your needs first and that is like I think a problem for a lot of us a lot of us and by the way even in parenting with that character you would you would be soaring. I I believe me, because I no, think I that think that's so. what I lack as a parent is my boundaries. I lack boundaries, period, just in general. I mean <laughs> right. my yeah. whole history. It's a whole other, whole other show. Other show. But <laughs> the point is that like the fact that you have such a set routine for yourself and it's when i set a routine for myself i tend to fall off a lot i just don't have as great time management skills and then i've allowed life to happen see that's the difference i allow life to happen to my routine but you don't allow life to happen to your to your routine do do you understand what i'm saying yeah your routine comes
1: ahead i live in a teacher schedule right so being a teacher this year listeners i'm going into year 24 it's crazy Mm. this september but when you live on a teacher schedule you live by the bell, right? You're like boom, yeah. boom, boom, and mm-hmm. you also live by deadlines. These marks are do this, da 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 da. So, no, I, I I really don't. But the thing is, I also have never had. I've never. Let's be honest. I think it's a privilege and a and a pleasure if you want to have kids, and I didn't. But I don't know how it would fare with having kids, maybe I would be like my mother who also was, we called her the warden for a reason. We were Mm -hmm. well-regulated, but my mother always went out on a Friday night. You know, we'd always have pizza night on Friday night. She always went out. She came back Saturday. We lay in bed. Like the art of relaxing was very much incorporated in my life. Young like Saturdays. I don't come out of my bed. I don't work out. I Netflix it. I do whatever I want. Sunday I start working about 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. That's it to mm-hmm. set the day and that's it. But I am yeah I am fiercely protective. Mar, what about you? What about you? Tell me about your uh your lifestyle.
0: I just want to say I really admire this whole like I admire the fact that you have time management on lock like with your schedule mm-hmm. and I think like Azar I am I am in need of more of that in my life because Sometimes I find myself not doing life. Life is doing me, (laughs) you know, pre-pandemic. It was work full time, gym activity and time with friends and time spent with family and all of that. I seemed to have it on uh, on a regular schedule. It was working well and including a little bit of self-care in there, probably not as much as I should. But then, of course, during the pandemic, that all went out the window. It was... Why? Because I was still working full time, obviously working more hours from home, like everybody found when they work from home. They're working more hours from home than they do when they're going to the office. So more hours were being put into my job. I was also balancing being on the board of a business. Mm -hmm. So that was difficult managing that during covid And I nearly lost my mind. It was like working two full-time jobs and then trying to incorporate, um, you know, life here in with my life partner, that was
1: difficult Mm -hmm. too. It was, it was was really tough, you know? You felt like the life, the work-life balance shifted. A lot of people it was it was
0: completely out of control and I found myself actually breaking out in skin rashes and having like Mm. health problems as a result of that. Now post COVID, I'm here now completely, you know, my career has shifted back to the career that I had many years ago as a writer. And as a creative, Yay. I find that this is a whole other different thing for me. It's being able to set my own schedule, be self disciplined. I usually try to make sure I'm in my seat anytime between eight thirty and nine thirty every morning and this is a recent um uh ritual that I've started to practice besides like you know getting up doing more more regular morning prayer and so forth. I'm also incorporating more devotionals, more reading time, more, Mm. um, you know, just wellness reading and trying to at least dedicate about an hour of that before it would have been maybe an hour at the gym. And Mm. I find Mm -hmm. myself going to the gym less, doing more reading for wellness more often. And that I guess maybe this is sort of a tip. For someone who's a creative and their whole day is dedicated to, you know, writing words or creating any kind of art, is that you need to pour into yourself before you can pour out, if that makes sense. Of course. Exactly what what you do? Exactly what you do, Nisha. Only instead of the three to five, period. I try to do that in the morning. And I only get I only give myself an hour and maybe I need to give myself a little more.
2: But it's
0: it's hard. And then also the other thing that's difficult as a creative is trying to get other people to respect what you're doing. They, you know, people will call you and without any concern for the fact that like, yo, I'm busy. I, I have stuff I need to do. I have self imposed deadlines. There's things I need to finish writing. Um, and it's not going to get done if I'm on the phone. You know what I mean? And so, this is one of the reasons why it's really difficult for me to say no to phone calls and shut out the notifications that go off. And even being able to discipline myself to stay off social media until a certain time, that in itself right. is tough. Well, it's time you know? is
1: so, it, it's it's a lot yeah, like how how is because you know, I had the complete opposite experience in, in, in the pandemic. Right. So, Oz, how was it with kids? Because as a teacher, I know y'all must have lost your mind up in there. The teachers were secretly happy because we were like, yeah, parents get a taste of our life.
2: <laughs> well, I will tell you, there was definitely a lot of um, uh, gratitude and and I don't know recognition for teachers at that time because we absolutely had to deal with our kids but that being said what threw me in the pandemic was more i like when i think about before the pandemic i don't know how i was doing all that i was doing so Mm. the pandemic kind of slowed me down i don't want to say make me lazy but I i was kind of running around to extracurricular activities every other day, just so much movement, so much time in transit. And the pandemic just kind of put it on pause. all that. And it's been yeah. really hard to get back. I'm not going to lie. It's been so then hard. Maybe you to don't commit. have to get back. Well, in a way I feel like, you know, the kids definitely were more involved in a lot more activities prior to the pandemic. And now there's not even that desire because, that two years, two and a half years, however long it was, you know, where everything was optional to be remote, like it's really kind of changed our outlook and our our um, habits and it's been tough. It's been tough to get them to regain interest in things that involve traveling. You know, mm-hmm. so that kind of sucks. But at the same time, I I kind of also experienced what Mar experienced. I've always kind of had the, not always, but for most of my career, I've had the option to work remotely, as you guys already know. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of managing work life balance with a home schedule. Mm-hmm. But um, but now the requirements to travel or to go into an office or to meet someone just feels so overwhelming because Mm -hmm. of that, because of those two and a half years where we, where we did nothing, but working from home has its disadvantages. And that is, I know now, right. Like when I used to work in an office and I would leave at 7.00 PM. Yes. I could be accessed by my phone, but I didn't have access to my computer. I didn't have access to things that were at my office, but Mm -hmm. with this Whole remote culture, this hybrid culture. If someone asks me for something at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, they know, I know, we all know that I have access to I it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like it gets mm-hmm. to the point where it's the expectations are different, and that definitely impacts work life balance, right? Because I don't really, I don't have a clock out time. I mean, I I kind of do, but in reality, if something needs to get done, that expectation is there because really there's no physical restriction to, to my work. So I think that that has changed tremendously. Yeah. I, I think
1: accessibility this, to us has changed for sure.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I will say this though, in terms of being like a, the household side of work life balance, because that's real, right? Like maintaining your home, cleaning, laundry. Like, I feel like the fact that I can embed those into my work day gives me an advantage Absolutely. against someone like, for example, Nisha, when you're going into school in the morning and you're coming back at three o'clock, like, was that different for you during COVID when you were COVID- remotely? <laughs> Covid and uh, covid, covid didn't
1: do much to me. It, not on schedule levels. If anything, I doubled down um, mm. because my biggest concern of covid was um, getting accustomed to sleeping in and slowing down. And one of my biggest fears, sorry listeners, is on uh, gaining weight. It's a big fear of mine.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: doubled down. I doubled down. I became even more disciplined. But uh, something about me that most people know is I'm very internally motivated. I don't need anybody to tell me to do anything. I will do it all by myself. Since That's I was great. a young kid. So uh, my poor husband would sleep and live his life and float around in the bed. <laughs> I, was, I became a morning person during COVID. I mm-hmm. would wake up at five. I would work out, showered, not going to school That's because we were not doing anything those first two, three weeks. But i doubled down i doubled down on the exercise routines i doubled down on the food watching i looked for different activities i doubled down and if anything i saw the beauty in working from home and the pandemic and online because it actually in some way stretched out my work hours because i work with international clients i was like oh well you're up and i'm up and when you're sleeping." I'm up. And it just made, unfortunately, because this is probably not healthy, but my work day became longer because I work with different time zones. But when I tell you that I double down on the discipline, I also double down on the self-care. I double down. I block out my calendar. I have a do not disturb. I book massages regularly. I literally block them in my calendar it's the same thing That's with grief great. therapy. It's blocked in my calendar. And so, you've got yeah. a
0: very well-rounded form of uh, self-care routine going. Oz, what's your self-care? Yeah, what does that what is look self-care? like for you?
2: Um, so like with me, I, <laughs> Miranda put me onto a habit tracker. So I do have time no. management issues. Let nobody ever in the professional world hear that but I do I'm not great at time management I um, I like to use apps and productivity tools we talked about but I started mm-hmm. using a habit tracker, and that really helped me and for me self-care involves you know uh, definitely working out meditating journaling skincare believe it or not because it wasn't something you, you better stop it wasn't something that, <laughs> that that, that It wasn't something I was doing regularly. I am not, like, I'm super low maintenance to a fault. So, like, when I tell you, like, I know people have been on skincare routines since they were teenagers, I would wash my face with soap, like you know, like in the shower, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, like I wasn't moisturizing and doing all the things. Like my daughter who's 13 has put me on to way more things than I was ever into prior. And of course our friend Nikki, who joined the show, our beauty mm-hmm. consultant, if you will. But the point is that these are things that I realize make me feel good. Like right now I did my nails while we were doing the podcast, which may not be a good idea, but I definitely do multitask, <laughs> but the, doing my nails and taking care of myself, you know, besides the meditating, I do I have my therapy sessions once a week. I'm a part of um a workshop for for women, kind of like a self-development workshop for women. Um I have a, you know, like a, a group coaching call once a month. But the problem, see, Nisha, is that I don't always make that call because I can't block it out. So like I can block it out to a certain extent, but I'm not the only one who manages my my work week calendar, yeah. which sucks. Mm. And I really do visualize for myself a life where I do manage my work week yeah. calendar. And when, when not if, I get there, I feel like I will have a lot more um, control and a lot mm. more work-life balance because then it'll be all in my hands. And maybe I'll take a few tips from you, Nisha. And mm. the biggest thing is also that I have really worked hard on learning how to say no because Hell yeah, I'm no is a big one and i've had oh. issues with no this is also another session a whole other revelation mm-hmm. that was made to me in therapy i've had a no issue since forever so i've spread myself thin a lot i've given access you know to myself to a whole slew of people when it comes to my music expertise when it comes to anything um, and I, t- that tends to really impact my schedule. And when it does, it impacts my work life balance.
1: Yeah. I think it's also important to acknowledge one thing with, uh, w- with balance in itself. There's the neurological aspect. All of us have different learning styles and brain styles. Uh, well, yeah, brain diversity or neurodiversity and, um, some people, it's harder to maintain balance and time, not because they're lazy or they're disorganized. Sometimes it does come down to finding what your brain clicks to, and I click to discipline, right? Like um, when Ozzy mentions journaling, I want to vomit. When Miranda sits down and write, I think, "Oh my god, kill me now," because those are <laughs> things that I'm, I'm not interested in. I don't. Both of them are my shiros because they can do that. I don't enjoy that stuff, I'm not interested, I'm not consistent. I told you about my grief journal book that I tell the book to fuck off all the time because I'm not interested in writing it, in it. I'm not interested in that. So that's where my lack of discipline comes in, but that's because it's a neurodivergency thing, right? Like I am a doer, I like concrete things, I like hands-on activities and my brain works that way. So that's why, and also I wanted to mention, I, I'm conditioned. I like to gift myself with self-care if I accomplish what I need to do.
2: Oh, that's a reward yeah. system.
1: Yeah. I have yes. a reward So I have a big thing I have to do coming up. And I'm like, okay, Sabrina, if you want to get your eyelashes done tomorrow, then you need to do. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's how I, I work. love
2: that. I should do that. I should try that. I love that. See, the other issue with me is that when life gets in the way and self-care gets kind of kicked down in the list of priorities, the guilt sets in. And that is Mm -hmm. like the cycle. Mar, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We've had this conversation. So Nisha, you're not going to understand. And I'll tell you why, because (laughs) no, I'll tell you why, because you prioritize yourself. And because of that, you're kind of and maybe it's happened, but I'm pretty sure it's not as frequent. You, There may have been times where you missed a workout and you might have felt bad about it. You might not miss a workout though, because you're so on point and you're a G, but imagine with my schedule and I want to ideally work out five to six days a week. And I ended up working out two to three days a week. And then I carry on those negative feelings working on this with my Mm -hmm. therapist, by the way. And so it starts like this vicious cycle of like self-deprecating talk, you know, feeling like I'm not good enough. And then the motivation kind of dies out towards working out again. Like, what is the point if I don't have time to, you know? So that's what I kind of fall, that's the trap that I fall into. But I will tell you one thing that I do prioritize, and this happens a lot. And I, and I can say that I I don't see it amongst too many other, I don't order food. I cook. So like, yeah, you're big. But but that's but I haven't baked recently. But the point is that with three kids in this house, I we order food rarely. And that is just one of the things that I prioritize is mm-hmm. to cook for my kids. And yeah, it's I'm one of the questions I get deal. asked. But I, I get this question a lot from other, like, how do you have to, like what went? But that is one of those things. And by the way, the Instapot has saved me. The Instapot. Is the fastest cooking machine, and with some great recipes, you can do it too.
1: Anyway, the point is, I love that. Is that? I to HelloFresh because HelloFresh <laughs> be saving my marriage on a regular. Mar, the- what Mar, what about you? you? are you're, your you're mentioning
0: you're mentioning meals, and to be very honest, the issue in terms of like the life part of work-life balance, like Oz, I I for many years I pushed self-care down the you know, down the list, there really wasn't a priority for me. And so I think this is one of the reasons why I have a very um, difficult time being able to separate the two. Um, for me, as, as a creative person, my the life part of the work life balance is integrated into the work.
2: Because
0: mm. I like reading. And so as a writer, I have to read in order to write better and generate mm. ideas and work out plot lines and things of that nature and you know and so if i'm reading it's part of the work process yeah yeah you know right it's a if I'm of putting working. it is if i'm putting 40 hours of work during the week into writing part of half of that has to go to reading and so during the day this is why i said like in the morning i now have to include reading as part of my self-care but i think the way that i found um a way to differentiate between the reading for pleasure versus reading for work is i read a book that i want to read that i feel uh, of a subject that i feel i'm interested in for leisure purposes and that i'll dedicate maybe an hour or two or something in the morning but then during the work day I will dedicate the remaining hours of reading to the uh, the books that are related to the project that I might be working on. Yeah, you know, I get so it. Yeah. It, it. It's kind of tough. And in terms of meal prep, like I'm always thinking about food and I'm always thinking about <laughs> what I'm gonna eat. And it was so hard for me during the pandemic to like stay away from the fridge, which is why I gained all that weight and then struggled to lose it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so now meal prep, it's tough, but I'm trying to reincorporate that into my schedule because before when I had a full time job, it was just, it was difficult to try to get home and try to get in front of the stove and cook dinner. And one of the ways that I tried to manage that was prepping meals on Sunday or cooking more, more than needed for that day, so it would last me until like maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so that was one way of of trying to, to handle that. And then there's like for me also, it's trying to find a way to spend time with family. Like I don't get to see my family enough. And so for me, going out to brunch and going to see my family at their houses and, you know, and going to the birthday parties and the barbecues, that happens. But it's, it's important it's at sporadic times, you know, in, in the season and then try to factor in meeting up with friends. That too is difficult, you know? So it's tough trying to balance all of these things is tough. And especially for me, I have a partner who spends a lot of time traveling. And so our quality time is now in chunks throughout the year. Mm. And, (laughs) you know, where some people are like, oh yeah, let's have a date night. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we have date nights, but real quality time, like actually hanging out with each other, that doesn't happen very much. Like, it it doesn't happen unless it's in chunks throughout the year. And uh, I mean, sad to say, but that's just the reality of of being with a partner who travels a lot. And then also when I was working, I would have to travel and go to conferences. And so it's tough, you know?
1: Yeah, I definitely think what's great for the listeners, though, is that you know, everybody has their thing. Like for me, it's fear and reward. That's what drives me, the fear of gaining weight and the reward of doing something well. Um, It was instilled in me young. I got, I got money for good grades. (laughs) Actually, Mm. I got, I got out of, my mom used to tell me that if I would do well in school, I didn't have to do chores. I was like, "Oh, this is good. I'm good. I don't." Yeah, I got out. Right? Yep. My siblings, on the other hand, didn't do well in school, so they did lots of chores. But oh, um, this is I why, why you don't
0: make- like cooking today. This is why I you're not a nope. domestic
1: queen. No, nope, I'm not. <laughs> you're at a queen nope. in
0: other areas, but I'm you not are not interested. in the domestic department. That is not uh, your thing.
1: No. Nope. Fun fact: I sneak in a cleaner every week while my husband's at work. <laughs>
0: do what you gotta he do does.
2: he's like girl do that you have was this on clean? my that was on oh, my okay. list of i know i've made it when somebody <laughs> will be cleaning my house for me and i was there i was there I that's know, really good pandemic. you know the why the prices are crazy because if
1: you want the house clean and i work internationally go and i work a lot you do it then like it's not just It's
2: not just me that, that is college. totally really fair Right. Not only that, your time is worth more than that. Think about it. I always exactly. think about it like that. Like Time is money. What can I be Absolutely. doing with this time? Exactly. As I could be sleeping. But although although that is one of my procrastination techniques, I'm not going to lie. Another thing that I'm delving deep into in therapy. <gasps> is Wait, what is one of your procrastination What is it? I will have a huge project to do and I will be like, nah, I got to clean. This is what I do. So instead of getting onto this big thing that feels big and scary or whatever to me, I'm going to be like, but these floors could use.
0: So So you use cleaning to procrastinate. Uh, I use cleaning. I use cleaning as a time to listen to podcasts and new albums that come out.
2: Oh, I
1: love that. That's so much better than I I, I use a cleaning app to have someone come <laughs> okay <laughs> no this is the way i look life. at it i look at it is i'm helping the economy and i'm you giving are back. you
0: are indeed so the
1: app you the are. app that i use is a black-owned app local montreal app actually go. i know them love it and what is it they come it's called clean stir clean stir i know the people who created it they come in they come in for two hours my husband's at work i'm napping or doing other things. That's great. Like, that's amazing. I mean, mean, at the end of the day, what's the point of having, I don't, I'm not rich, but I'm, I'm comfortable. And
2: if I could nap and have someone clean while I'm napping. Yes. Amen (laughs) to that. Goals, goals, goals. But can I just sidebar and tell you how much this woman charged me last, last time I had someone come and clean my house? No, I want you to just guess. Just Uh, guess. New York. For how many hours though? How many hours though? She clean. She cleaned my house. She wasn't here that long, but she. They base it on the number of rooms. I just want you. Yeah, to guess. of course, because it's uh, New
1: York. So two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, I'll say. Yeah, I
0: say that's a pretty good range for your place and the number of rooms you oh, have. Yeah,
2: four hundred dollars. Did you hear me? Four hundred. Yeah, no, that's
1: not. No, 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 no. You have to get the kids start to clean. That's what I'm saying. You got to get your kids. On uh, the team. Get them to start cleaning. Dude. So can I just tell you on my Cleanster <laughs> app? Yeah. For two and a half hours is calling costing me ninety dollars. You see,
2: but you see, that's the, see, you gotta be rich to have a cleaning lady out here. No, oh, no, you, but comfortable.
0: but Nisha's place is smaller than yours in terms of square footage.
2: Mine's is. So, I also have animals. Finished. I have animals. That's an ex- like you gotta think about that. That's an additional fee. Like they're not gonna uh, tell you listen, that, but it's true. If these you know, animals and kids can't pull their weight. They got to start paying
1: rent, right? I'm gonna have to look into this. Yes. Yeah. So my self care routine since I was young. Yeah, exactly. Since I was young, about 21, I've always done my nails. I've always had pedicures. I always get my eyebrows threaded. See, uh, yeah, always. Amazing. Always, I want to be like Misha. I and now like the Misha. eyelashes have started, so I'm I'm due for a refill tomorrow. But I have some tasks to do in order to. If I I can't tell wrong, you
2: how overwhelming that sounds to me. I can't even tell you how overwhelming that sounds. That's to how me. my I brain friend, works, though. But I have a friend who's just like this, and she's always, for as long as I've known her been getting her nails done. I mean, never have I seen her without her nails done, her eyelashes done, her hair appointments, her skin, like laser treatments and massages, like acupuncture. And I'm just kind of like, but I will point out she also doesn't have kids. But at the same time, that idea is like- Foreign to you. It's like, what? How do you make time for all these appointments? How do you even motivate to go to these appointments? Like. I want to yeah. go have somebody touch my face and and touch my nails, and I love the look of it. But I just don't want to go through it to be there. At you the know what? To be fair, though, it does take time away from my napping.
1: <laughs> so a lot of times I will bank it along with something I have to do. Like tomorrow, I'm like, okay, I'm getting my eyelashes done at four, but I also want to go shopping. Okay, perfect. Get your eyelashes done, then I can go shopping, right? So I, I I'm very good at sequentialing time, ta- like just sequencing time. Um, but I, I understand, but you know what, even gift, I can't say it's, it's anything near being a mother, but as a teacher, it's the same thing in my classroom. I, classroom <laughs> time. you're a
0: mother to everyone else's kids. That's what yeah. it is.
1: In yeah.
2: that time period. But the kids me, you know, are.
1: the kids know they're like, Oh God, it's Jafrali's class. So <laughs> There's a whole routine. <laughs> I have a routine in class. Like we we're going to be doing this, and I also, but wow. like, you know, here's the thing, Oz. I build in breaks for my kids in class. Well, that's important. So very you much important. There's that structure. There's there's a, a a scripture actually. I don't even think the kids know it comes from the Bible. Above my class, it says there's a time and a place, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And and I'm very clear on this. When they come in ten minutes before the bell, that's your time. But this mm-hmm. is my place. So when the bell rings, then we have things to do after yeah. they're finished. That's your time. Right. So I'm very, very much like that. And I, ironically, kids do well in my class because it's very structured. I, mm-hmm. They know it. Yeah. It's predictable. I like it. But I also like it because no teacher wants to talk for 78 minutes. You need time. Right. You need a break. You get yeah. dry mouth, you need to pee, whatever the hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, it's true. Sometimes you get dry mouth. You need to go funny. to the water fountain. Yeah. Sometimes I notice in corporate world, those pedagogical tools that we that work for us aren't in the corporate world.
2: No. And I and I don't right.
1: understand why not because it works oh. when you're giving a presentation. And people have to sit there for two, three hours. They need a break. You need to like change it up. But Mm -hmm. there's this sort of weird belief that if you're an adult, you know, your brain sort of just poof magically became this sort of brain that can listen for three hours. Nobody can listen for three hours. Everybody needs a break.
2: Your brain processes
1: information. But no, my newest self-care routine, though, is boxing.
0: Oh, yeah. You told us uh, last episode that you beat people up now or you like
1: beating. people. Oh, man, I love it. I went boxing (laughs) here in London. I'm now part of a female boxing group. Let me tell you what it's called, listener. So boxing, I think, Miranda, you'd be good for boxing, because what I was listening is that you're saying that reading is part of your ways of working. And I understand that because when I was doing my Ph.D., Mm -hmm. Reading became not pleasurable. It was reading to process information to connect to the work. Yeah. So I haven't picked up a leisure book in the last five years because I'm like, no, 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 no. Some idea will pop up in my head and then that will be the end of that. So I went boxing yesterday and I realized what I like about boxing is there's a part of your thinking brain that turns off and it's very much like a, f- a hyper focus. And it's a good punch and it's a good workout and you feel good. I feel the same high when I'm spinning. Like your Mm. brain is just, there's a part of your thinking brain that's turned off and you're just like, sort of like screaming through your legs. It sort of feels that way. And and that's some of the things that I think to turn your brain off more good. Other things that are uh, self-care, traveling, getting the fuck away from Quebec. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. That's That's an active form of self care for me.
2: Uh, What was the um,
0: the podcast? Is oh my goodness! Oh yeah, that's big self. Oh
2: yeah. Before we forget
0: the the evidence you found, the research,
2: the worldly. Oh gosh!
1: So I, I
2: thought the United States was bad, but I was wrong. Hong Kong is way worse. So in Hong Kong, the average employee works fifty-five hours a week. And they're only, they only get one day of rest and more than a third of the country works more than 10 hours a day, which is nuts, nuts, absolutely crazy. I thought Japan Um, would be worse. Yeah, me too. Hong Kong is up there. I did not see Japan's stats. And then um, in terms of Canada, apparently Canadian workers rank work-life balance higher than salary. So Canada seems to to appreciate work-life balance over over salary. And I believe you guys have parental leave for yeah. up to 63 weeks. Yeah. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Which is pretty great. Um, the US is pretty trash. I mean aye, aye, aye. the US is probably one of the the worst ones in terms of work-life balance, but COVID has really changed people's mm-hmm. thinking in the U.S. to kind of start, again, all of us experience the same thing. Um, but And some newer companies, like tech companies, are trying to transition into a four-day work week to see how that helps with productivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aust- Australia, every employee, and this is mandated by federal law, gets four weeks of vacation time four weeks of vacation time that's true and after, and after 10 years of service with one employer they get an additional eight weeks so that's 12 yeah. weeks of vacation time in australia which is we pretty to awesome go there. australia really
0: I does know. prioritize vacation and i used to work for australians they were my employer at one point and when i worked for them i worked my way up to four weeks vacation it was wonderful and that is like a standard in Australian culture. And I believe it's uh, similar in New Zealand as well. Like you work for a year, you automatically are, are then given four weeks vacation. The way that I, you know, disperse my vacation time is usually I break it up throughout the year. Whereas Australians, a lot of them will actually go away for an entire month. They have the whole mm-hmm. month off. In, and they'll that's why sometimes you'll see them come to another country and they spend an extended period of time there it's it's really their time to recharge so that they can go back and be their best self at their job when they return home and even then that's the culture good. is is in such a way that they do prioritize time with family and friends and you know leisure time on the weekends and so forth it, it's they, it's kind of like the sort of the same thing here in Canada, you know, and especially Quebec. We, uh, you know, there's the difference between living to work and working to live like that is the difference. And I think that that is one of the struggles that we're seeing happen in, in the culture in the United States where, you have a lot of CEOs that are really bitching about the fact that <laughs> their employees are not wanting to come back to the office to work. They want to be home yeah. and work from home and there's that conflict, right? It's creating all this fiction, friction between the leaders of those of the of those companies mm-hmm. and the workers of those companies and they're just not seeing eye to eye. And so the struggle is trying to find a balance and I think the 4-week work week can actually It actually is an idea that should be explored more often because that one day can then turn into an extended weekend. Every weekend, you can use that one day to get all of your appointments done so you don't have to take time off from work to do blood tests and see your doctor and, you know, do all of the the things
1: you need to do. And And the reason that will never happen is because we are measured by our productivity in capitalistic countries. And Mm -hmm. that's why teachers will never go to a four-day work week because where else are these parents going to drop their small humans so that they can produce capitalism for capitalistic society? That's just what it is. And Mm -hmm. I realized this during COVID as a teacher that they don't give a shit where their kids go they just wanted to, like, they wanted us back in school. No, honestly, we don't care where do you go. We just don't want you here. Yeah, right. this is why the government pushed teachers back into COVID. Like, we're one of the few professions outside of doctors and cleaners and and bus drivers and that went back to work quite quite quickly. Yeah, because if you want to jumpstart the economy, you got to get the small humans out.
0: Childcare, right? yeah.
1: Yeah, child, care. child so care and
0: education.
1: They So it's not even like we want you to be educated. No, what education has been reduced to is we want you to produce uh, sufficient human beings who can continue the productivity of the economy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And this is I've come to realize this since COVID. And I'm, I'm like, well, that's not what I want my students to be. But that's what our society is based on. If you notice... If you look at um, when they ask you questionnaires, are you the ages between 18 to 65? That is considered your productive years. That's why they call you vulnerable populations when you're under 18 and over 65. Because you're not contributing shit anymore. You, We have to take care of you. You're no, You're no longer as valuable to the society when you're not in that age group. Not all societies, North American society. Because if you look at Finland... They got work balance, lifestyle down packed as well as education. But in North America, you're only as valuable as how much you work.
2: So according to the OECD Better Life Index, the Netherlands actually ranked the best country in the world for managing work-life balance, scoring 9.5 out of 10, right? But also because, like you said, childcare is greatly supported by the Dutch National and there's free daycare services for up to 10 hours a day, five days a week. And there's a lot of flexibility when it comes to maternity leave policies.
0: <clears throat>
2: and they are now They only have 14 the, weeks, though. Yeah. In terms of the of maternity ma- leave. Parental leave, they, they only have 14 it. weeks they extended it an additional six weeks of paid leave and paid leave. That's the part because a lot of places mm-hmm. offer unpaid leave, but how the heck do you do that? It's not, you know, no. um, and they're moving towards a 30 day or a 30 hour work week. So those are some of the highlights. I mean, we also have obviously Scandinavia who's always been up there when it comes yeah. to work life hours, including Finland that you just mentioned. Um, and there's mandatory vacation laws in Denmark, Sweden, and Norway, giving employees a minimum of five weeks of paid vacation.
1: But they can do that. First of all, it's cold as fuck up there. Second of all, their population <laughs> is smaller. It's true. It's cold as fuck up there in those Nordic European yeah, countries. Yeah, wants to be outside. They're, yeah, their population <laughs> is smaller, right? So they. It, it's like when you go to Switzerland and those places that – It looks great to be part of that system, but because the system is small, you're not dealing with metropolitan populations, right? It's not big city. And like, you know, you don't have to do it. Like, I just came from Amsterdam. I can see why they have work-life balance. Number one, in the summer, the sun doesn't go down to 1030. Crazy. Oh, right.
2: And in the winter, it goes down at like 1 p.m.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, like, they... They've they've embraced the flexibility, but the cost of living out there is horrendous. So,
0: yeah, uh, it's a trade off. You know, you got to decide what you get in return for all of those lovely perks. As you mentioned, the um, habit tracker. Are there any other tools you're using for uh, for work life balance? <clears throat>
2: Um, so the habit tracker I use, I've been trying to schedule a lot more on an actual calendar, just like Nisha said. So that's really it. I haven't found anything else really. I mean, reminders on my phone to like, sorry, to like meditate or drink water, you know, or like, take care of myself, you know, but that's, mm-hmm. that's really all it. I think most of it really just comes to sticking to it. Sticking to it is more of like a personal choice and and imposing the boundaries that yeah. is a big thing that i'm working on but i think ultimately the bottom line is let's just become independently wealthy somehow some way or another right? and then work-life balance kind sponsor of resolves us. itself
1: sponsor <laughs> us make us rich so we can do what we want when we, and you know the worst thing is i would still have a disciplined schedule you probably would. That's the best thing. That's the best you thing. You really are a it.
0: teacher. You are yeah. you are the warden 2.0. That's what you 2. are. 2.0. Yes, you
1: are. And the, you know the worst thing is, I hate things that are predictable and repeated. <laughs> really? But I do. But ta- like but <laughs> I tend to have this tendency. I have this very um weird thing about me. I well, I mean the weedabix
2: thing, you know. But you I thrive mean, in environments that are predictable and routine repeated. Do I routine thrive? is your thing. Interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I like that characteristic about myself, but hey, that's what <laughs> works for my brain. What but I, I want to
0: say is also to the listeners is please uh, make use of do not disturb on your phone. It wow. really is amazing. Oh, yeah. I have my phone on yeah. do not disturb all the time. Doesn't always work. And i do miss important calls sometimes but man the amount of times i think about when i didn't use this feature enough and the notifications would go off on my phone oh my word i've saved it's very distracting so much time it is yeah and it's actually
1: something that we're incorporating in schools by taking their phones We've noticed that kids are stressed out by having their phone around them. Mm-hmm, they cannot mm-hmm. function. For it's, sure. It's not like us where we come from that generation where we went from no phone to a phone. This generation yeah. is born with the phone at the womb. They come out holding the cell phone. And yep. the, the the thought of missing attacks or notifications stresses the shit out of them.
2: It's, it's <laughs> anxiety provoking for sure. Who freaking
0: who? Try living in the 80s and the 90s <laughs> where you had no such thing as a smartphone. You had no internet. You had to like used a computer at school in the lab and 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 use your email there you actually had to call people you couldn't sometimes you didn't your parents didn't have the call display so you didn't even know who was calling you that is
2: stressful in itself that busy dial. Oh, my I God. Mean, oh, my was. Oh, oh All right. We'll okay. That's another dial. show. Listen. Listen <laughs> to the messy truths as part of your self-care routine. Schedule it into your weekly schedule or whenever. We'll try to get you through the tough times, and make you feel better about yourself when we share our tragedies and, and messy, messy moments of our lives. <laughs> that being Thank you for listening. Thank I love you. you lady. Love you, too. Peace. Be messy. Peace.